It's the Legend of Zelda, and it's really rad. Those creatures from Ganon are pretty bad. Octoroks, Tektites, and Leavers, too. But with your help, our hero pulls through. Yeah! Go, Link! Yeah! Get Zelda! Wiki, wiki, wick. Continue podcast. I don't even know what just... I don't... Yeah, y'all never y'all never that's, saw the 1986 Legend of Zelda that's commercial. That's like one, for- one of the first like viral internet videos I remember like in the modern internet age like post 90s. Uh, was yeah, the, the the ad making the rounds from the Legend of Zelda. The the Legend of Zelda commercials in 1986 <laughs> are weird as shit. Well, yeah. Because and like not even like even by 80s standards they're weird because there's the one that rap is real including the the, the wiki wiki wiki, 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 wiki. wiki. <laughs> yeah he does and it and then the the other one is a guy it like it looks like Dave Foley from the Kids in the Hall wearing a black <laughs> turtleneck <laughs> in in like a nondescript space it looks like he's like in a performance art space and he just keeps. Yelling the names oh, of yeah, enemies. Yeah. 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 Video game ads were. I mean, I don't know. I, like, it, it feels like a lost art in a way because now it's it just does, like yeah. here, here's the trailer, and Ronald Reagan yeah. is going to tell you about your mission, and Ronald like, and Reagan. then here's the dubstep drop, and then wait, and then wait. pre-order from Seven Eleven with the Mountain <laughs> Dew and get your free. Weed skin. Dave, hold on a second. What video game trailer in the modern age sounds like, well, Nancy and I really (laughs) encourage you to play Assassin's Creed Valhalla? It's Call of of Duty. The new Call of Duty. (laughs) Ronald Reagan is like uh, not some, you know, guy with a brain made out of omelets. (laughs) Like he's like, he's the hero. Of the game he's, who sends you on your mission to stop the... E- anyway. Anyway. Welcome to the Continue Podcast, everybody. It's ep- episode 82, I think? Yeah, that's I know the that's number. Yeah, it's 82. Let's also it's episode not 82. make fun of people who suffer from dementia, okay? Oh, oh, oh wait. Were we... Who was making fun did, of the Gipper? D- did Reagan well, not have... In his later years... And yeah. Like, did he, yeah, I thought <clears throat> I was just making fun of the way he spoke in presidential oh, address. No, I mean brain made of omelets. Like oh. whatever his politics, he was, you know. It was he, unfortunate it was, that he was yeah. He I just have a jelly. really uh, sensitive spot for dementia and Alzheimer's and all I, that. I feel you. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's make fun of him for purely the period where like he denied AIDS was real. Let's yes. make fun of him for that. Oh, he did say well a lot, too. Yeah, all, all day. day. He all did. Day day. What? Did no one? Did, like, nobody say to him, like, dude, I get it. It's your verbal tick. We really need to work on it. <laughs> well, nobody? No. Nobody? No. Absolutely not. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this squad of incredulity that you hear today is uh, none other than myself. I'm Anthony John Agnello. We have Susan Art. Scorpino. Wait, what? <laughs> I will explain that later. You'll explain? You'll explain? Yes. yes. Um, we also have uh, Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts. Uh, apparently my son was playing Wii Bowling too hard and uh, jammed his finger earlier today. Oh, no! 
Oh man! See, I was on. Like I was. It was like two thirty, and I was about to like. I was trying to decide like, should I text you guys and see if we need a delay? He couldn't even like the the doctor's like full up and like his fingers fine. Like it's swollen, but it's not bad. But yeah, no, he had a wee bowling injury in the year of our Lord twenty twenty. Mm. Uh, if you want to know what's happening in the Roberts household, <laughs> yikes! Now, let's Dave. I want to. I want to go through your parent credentials here. Oh boy, was the Wii remote strapped on? Correct. Yes, we. Well, I was not there. He was there with his grandparents and uh, my wife. Uh, but he is not allowed to bowl without the Wii remote strapped on. Good. So, the condom was the condom present. Yes. That's the one that he used. All right. Well, you did. You did, did, did smack his hand into something. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, because it's like the bottom part of his finger. Um, Ow, yeah, this, yeah, but no, like Urgh. my my because uh, Jonah has been wanting to play Wii bowling so much. My uh, my uh, father in law is trying to talk to me about how he can buy a Wii U. Oh wow! Uh, I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> I feel I feel like I've both succeeded and failed in some way. <laughs> it's really the halfway point. Yeah. Uh, man, I'll, I'll tell you the Wii. The Wii is the thing that will not die. My my nephew, who is five, is now obsessed with Tron. Uh, Tron. He is. Yeah, this is what happens when when streaming services replace uh. broadcast television. <laughs> He is obsessed with Tron, and he really... <laughs> Uncle Tony, is there a Tron video game? Yes, Lynn. I can find you a Tron video game. But what I'm not going to give him... What am I going to give him? Uh, Discs of Danger, the Atari game from a million years ago? No. Uh, so I got him a Tron Legacy game for the Wii. And there's like a bustling world of non-gaming people who are obsessed with getting Wii's right now. Uh, yeah, like everybody on my brother's street is getting... They're not interested in the new consoles. They're not interested in a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox. They want Wii's again. And uh, like one person was like, I want to get a Wii U because he knew enough to know that the Wii wasn't HD. Yeah. Wow. It's weird I have a theory. Just Dance. I have a theory. They want Mario Kart, you know? Because people are stuck together, mm-hmm. and they want to, they're they've run out of things to do, and they don't want to talk to each other because that's a bridge too far. So, <laughs> oh, you know, we the 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 greatest thing about it was literally anybody could work it. Yep. Yeah. You know, and every you don't have to learn anything about anything to be able to play games on it. And on, on top of that, like, it's the last thing everybody knows. Yep. Like, it's the last thing everybody has at least some passing familiarity with. Yep. Um, you know which is super fun? interesting. That bowling we used to do. Do you still have that? That was fun. Get out the balance board. Oh, my God. Uh, so, as some listeners of this show might know, and as my co-hosts know... <laughs> Uh, I have, I have some, uh, I have an apology to make for, it's not really an apology. It's more, it's more of a confession to the people. I was wrong, everybody. I'm going to be, you've heard it I'm here first. 
I'm, I'm, you heard it here. You heard it here first. I was wrong. Long, long ago in a previous incarnation of the show, there were four hosts uh, at another outlet when this podcast had a different name. There was another host on the show named Ludwig Kitzman, uh, currently of Xbox. And Ludwig said to me, not that long ago, around the time that some people on Twitter noticed that I was playing The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, took a picture of their, like, friends list and was like, what are you doing? (laughs) And I think we actually talked on the show. Susan was like, why do you do this to yourself? Why do you continue to spend your time in this way? And Ludwig Kitzman at the time sent me a text message. He's like, what are you doing? And I was like, trying to figure out why I don't like this. And he said, you need to realize that you you and Breath of the Wild are just the horrible leads in the second act of a romantic comedy. And, And you're gonna get, you're gonna finally get together one day. And I'm here to tell you everybody, it finally happened. It finally happened. We made it to the third act. I made it to the third act, and now Breath of the Wild and I are in love. Uh, I, I I like this game very much. I finished it just a few days ago, and when I announced publicly that I enjoyed this game, I received a text message from Susan Art that said, Fuck you, Anthony. <laughs> I will never trust you again. <laughs> I've had because- to listen mm-hmm. to you... Not only not liking the game, which fine, I don't care if you don't like the game, you don't like the game, that's totally reasonable. Insert it into so many conversations, Mm -hmm. stressing Mm -hmm. how much you hate this game. Conversations that aren't even about Breath of the Wild. Exactly. It's like, you know, hey guys, what do you want to get for lunch? Let me tell you why Breath of the Wild fucking sucks. Like, that's (laughs) the nature of the conversations we would have for years. Yeah, for years. And now... Now, oh, you know what? That game's actually really good, and I love it. And I want to talk about it some more. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. This is all fair, and I, <laughs> I deserve worse and more. I deserve worse and more. But I, I, we don't need to talk about this game. Everybody knows about this game. I don't so want what's to a Zelda? Like, and I had a magical experience exploring this one shrine. That's not. <laughs> that's not it's not what I wanted to talk to you guys about. What what I wanted to talk to you guys about is the the like a legitimate revelation that it wasn't the game that was broken; it was me. Interesting. And uh, you know the the question: Why do I continue to punish myself with things I don't like? It's not that I punish myself with things I don't like. It's that I punish myself with things that I don't necessarily enjoy, but that I am fascinated by. And I was fascinated by Breath of the Wild and my repulsion with it, which is why I've continued to pick it up time and time again, rather than just like move on over the past few years. And unlike the other times that I have picked it back up to play it. The reason I picked it back up to play it this time was not because I was like, oh, well, it's time to like, you know, hate this game more and then get some funny tweets out of it. It was uh, my daughter saw the icon on on the switch of the, you know, link uh, with the ma- like staring up from a grassy plane and the name of it. 
and she has like a sticker book of Zelda stuff and she oh, knows fun. what Zelda is okay. and she said I want to know like show me that one and I actually I'm a, being a real horrible father I tried to be like how about this one and showed her like the Link's Awakening remake where everybody looks like a little Lego person she's like no and I was like what about this one look it Link's a cartoon and he sails a boat and she's like no I want to see that one and I'm like ah I'll show you my nemesis. <laughs> uh, and so we fired up a brand new game and just started doing stuff. And rather than turn the game on and try to play it like I think a video game is supposed to be played, like I'm going to go do this and then this, and that's how I'm going to make progress. I'm going to go get this weapon. I'm going to go accrue these powers. We just behaved randomly it's like french situationist philosophy like (laughs) just do whatever whatever occurs to you and so it would be like let's go up there let's do this let's go over here and i understand that people wait is this lyra saying i want to go see what's over there or how how is this working in practice yeah it's literally it's literally like me holding the controller Mm -hmm. And just kind of rolling around. And Lyra will be like, go see what's up that mountain. Or go, like, let's cook. Go get things to cook. And then I'll just keep playing naturally. And, like, whatever happens next, she'll watch that. And then when Mm -hmm. something else occurs to her, she's just, do this. I want to see this. I want to hear about this person. I want to go do these things. And we did that a few times. And then a few weeks back, uh, really right after uh, we recorded our Halloween episode, uh, she and I were playing, and it it was time for her to go to bed. I was like, go, take a bath with your mother. And I just sat there, and I was still playing and still doing it. And then I went, put Liar to bed, read her story. Then I went back to my office and kept playing. And I was like, oh, no. Do I like this game now? Interesting. Why, what, is, what is different? And this isn't going to be the sappy story of, oh, you right. know, I had, a, I had a precious experience with my beloved child. She Although we did threw have my child's eyes. You got to turn, turn it into a 2000 word article on Kotaku. I my child Fuck that. No, what I realized, and Dave and I had a long conversation about this just a few days ago was that all of these times, even though I attempted to play the game differently, I was still calcified in my notion of how you even play a game after 30 years. We've all been Ubisofted. Yeah, I was... Well, it wasn't just the Ubisoft. I was trying to play it like... Like, I think video games are supposed to be played. You go do a thing, you gain power, then you go do the next thing. My head was in a very linear place. I was stuck in either thinking of it as a Zelda game, where it's Mm -hmm. like, all right, well, you can't do anything until you have power, and then you go do these other things. Or I was thinking about it like a Ubisoft game, which is like, go to Icon, do assigned task, do next assigned task until you've accrued this many tasks and then move on to the next thing. Even even The Witcher, I play like that, where it's like you look at the map and you're like, Geralt, Roach, you're going to go here and all these treasures are between you and here. And you're going to plot your route that way. And it was 
very it, like legitimately difficult cognitively to force myself to play the game in a way that was just free and airy and not concerned with a path towards control of the world. Mm-hmm. And I realized that what was preventing me from enjoying this game in the past was just being stuck in my own preconceived notions about what a game or even how to do any pastime, how to have fun, how to do anything. And, you know, you hear a lot of people uh, say to stave off the onset of dementia, that the most important thing to do in keeping your mind sharp as you age is to engage not just in activities, but how you do those activities in a way that is fundamentally different. Practice Mm -hmm. writing with your non-dominant hand. Brush your teeth with your non-dominant hand. Try to read things out loud when you see them, and then try to memorize sentences. Things like that. And it was remarkable to discover that uh, yes, there are still these things, some of the criticisms that I always, you know, brought up for laughs here on the show that I would lob at Breath of the Wild with the vitriolic fervor of a late episode, you know, George Carlin routine. Uh, I still think that those are valid criticisms, but I realized that I wasn't enjoying the game because I was broken, not it. And I was really interested to talk to you guys about you know, uh, moments where you've had to change your own perception about something in order to get the most out of it. Susan, as soon as I sort of was intimating uh, during our text conversation after you were like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Uh, As soon as I started sort of going down this path, you were like, I have an experience just like that. I do, I do. Uh, It it involves the we, oddly enough. Oh, that's crazy. (laughs) Everything goes back to the we. Everything, it's the center of the gaming universe. My mom got a Wii because she tried it at, I think, my brother's house at some point, And she really loved the bowling and all that. So she wanted her own so she could play it in her own house. And she, I got her Endless Ocean. I don't know if you guys remember oh, that yeah. game. Yeah. Great game. And she, uh, I was I was at her house and, and she said, okay, I, you know, I've never played a game like this before. So, so help me out. And uh, if you've never played the game, it's, you know, you're on a a dive boat and you go uh, scuba diving and identify fish and then you get emails to check your mission and you're, you know, go look for this fish or go take a photo of this or whatever. And uh, so she went swimming. She went scuba diving and she's amongst all the little tropical fish and she found out you can pet the fish so she was petting the fish she's like this is great and I'm trying to get her back to the boat to check her email to start making progress in the game and she's like no I just want to swim around with the fish and I had I was getting very agitated and then I had to you know have that conversation with myself is she having fun Mm. very much so then she's playing the game right it doesn't matter if she ever makes any progress in the game, if she is, with whatever interaction she's having with it, if she is getting value from that and it makes her happy and she's enjoying her time in that space, then she's playing the game properly, regardless of whether she's doing what a air quote gamer 
would do to play it. And it was a it was a very it was very revelatory. Like I don't know that I personally could approach a game, like my own game, in that kind of let me see what's over there kind of way. I I would have to be very conscious about it, but I I do try to think about those kinds of things when Mm -hmm. I think about whether a game is succeeding or not. It's so funny too, like, you know, you saying you're not sure if you could make yourself play that way, especially as I was getting to the end game, I could feel myself reverting to the way I would usually play a game where I was like, all right, well, I need to look up what the like best armor upgrade path is and mm. figure out, oh, like I know that you need to go to where this dragon is and then shoot them with an arrow to collect this one item which you need to upgrade the best piece of armor in the game and like caught myself spending like 30 minutes being like, all right, well, I missed him. I got to reload and go back to my save oh, and try to no. do it again. And like I could... I had to stop myself and be like, I hate this. I am not having fun. Go do something else. Go do something. Don't don't do this. Don't. And it was hard. It's hard to stop yourself from doing the thing that you don't enjoy, but think it's the way it's supposed to be. Dave, you've been telling me for three years, like... If you want to like this game, you need to meet it halfway. Yeah. And I mean, like, do you find yourself meeting games halfway in general? Because I don't know, the three of us are constantly talking about how, you know, if, if you don't like something, move on. But yeah, I mean, like, I think Breath of the Wild is a good example of the kind of game that I can like wrap my head around and like be okay with meeting it halfway. Like, mm. it, it be, like developer intent helps a lot with that because like that's the way that they, they want you to just like let your wanderlust take you and, mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. go and like and like all the landmarks are designed to be like oh what's that over there on that mountaintop there's something that's clearly like put here i should go check it out mm-hmm. uh, so like you're giving yourself a little goal that you can do or not but it's not like you don't have to do it 90 percent of the time but then something like uh like like Minecraft, like the developer intent is just do whatever you want. And to me, that's like my brain can't grasp that much freedom. Oh yeah, neither can I. And like neither can I. And the things I think that like a lot of a lot of kids who are getting their start with like gaming with Minecraft can understand something like Breath of the Wild way more than mm-hmm. they can, like, the Zelda games that we grew up with, which are so constrictive and, and like, leading you down this little path. Like, not to say that, like, Jonah doesn't like those games. Like, he, he plays Wind Waker. He plays some of the other ones. But, um, like, he's just... He he has played through Breath of the Wild, like... Kind of like Lyra. Like, he's he's been playing it off and on for the past month or so, just doing the same... Just kind of dinking around. Yeah, and like I try to help him and it's the same kind of thing Susan where you're like like he wants he asks me for help and I want to help him but then he kind of like does his own thing and I have to tell myself like no you don't have to force him to do the thing 
he's already like he's found a different thing that he wants to do now. Let him explore that. And uh, so can can I throw some neuroscience at you guys? Oh, please, absolutely, do. yeah. Okay, so uh, your brain, the human brain, stops developing when you hit around twenty five. Mm-hmm. So the stuff that is locked into your brain at that point is very, very hard to change. This is why a kid can pick up a new language really easily, but if you try to learn that same language as a 30-year-old, it's monumentally more difficult. Just the elasticity of a younger brain can go in all these different directions, and this is why magicians hate children. (laughs) Because children, children can imagine stuff outside of what they've experienced, and they can figure out oh, well, you didn't make it disappear, you stuffed it in your shoe. Like, they can, because their brains are still so, they can go in 8 million different directions, whereas the older you get, the more you're confined to your past experiences, the way you've learned things, the way you've always done things. It's why people get stuck in their ways. It's very, very difficult, literally, because your brain doesn't want to. Yeah, it's so... So when the the first time I ever did any reading about neuroplasticity was for an article I actually wrote about Final Fantasy VIII of all things. Yeah, that sounds is, about right. This is the editorial experience with one uh, Anthony hmm. Agnello. <laughs> what you don't usually get articles that fucking talk about Final Fantasy VIII and neuroplasticity at the same time. Did you it's also relevant. mention David Bowie? Because that is also kind of par <laughs> for the course with you. <laughs> But the, the reason I was reading about it was like the the extremity of experience when you're a teenager. Um, mm-hmm. And like in the context of that game, you know, you like you are these like 15, 16, 17 year old characters and they're doing all this giant important shit. And the thing that I was saying about the game is like I kind of love that the entire theme of Final Fantasy VIII is that these teenagers lives are actually like what they feel. You know, like everything is that important. Everything is life or death. And I was reading about how neuroplasticity is is almost a reward. Like when your brain finally hardens, you don't have to feel that way. Oh, interesting! All the time, and but like you know, you you get that trade off. The trade off of being defined like the clefts of your brain are molded to a place where the patterns you have recognized are stuck and like i realize i'm 38 years old the reason i could not enjoy breath of the wild the reason i can't enjoy all kinds of things is that i go into them and as much as i can intellectually understand the way the, the intent that you're talking about dave it doesn't matter my my brain, the way my regular, average cognitive process goes, is trying to fight that experience every fucking step of the way. And I like I don't know. I'm I'm very I'm very grateful for the experience I've had for the past few weeks because it has made me feel, for lack of a better word, fresh. That's uh, awesome. Not not like you know not not in the Will Smith way. I mean, but also in the Will Smith way. Also in the Will Smith way. A little bit. <laughs> a little, tiny little bit in the Will Smith way. Um, I guess before we 
move on to our next topic. I do want to say to everybody listening, this isn't like, fuck, go play Breath of the Wild, dog. Dude, it's 20, that game came out in 2017, have. Anthony. They know or not whether they're going to play Breath of the Wild. <laughs> you guys know about it. What I do want to say is find something that repulsed you. Maybe it's a book. Maybe it's a film. Maybe it's a game. Something that you bounced off of so hard and just reapproach it. Just go back in and not with, uh, you know, not with an open mind per se, but a flexible one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and please send your uh, pies to the face for all of the previous Breath of the Wild rants <laughs> to at continue care of <laughs> care of continue podcast uh susan yes how how them how them super massive dogs treating you okay we need to talk about this okay all right look so serious question how spoilery am i allowed to be i think i think full tilt Full tilt? Okay. Full tilt because we're out of the window of time where people are going to be like champing at the bit to get a new horror game experience. Like we're just on the other side of Halloween. True. This game is brand new, but like, you know, if you're listening to this and you're planning on playing Dark Pictures, Little Hope, skip, skip ahead. We'll, we'll put a time mark, but please go like get in there. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, all right, so for context, Little Hope is the newest Dark Pictures game. This is the folks who've made Until Dawn and Man of Medan. If you did not enjoy either of those games, this isn't going to change your mind. It plays the exact same way. You follow a group of characters through a particular horror adventure. You take control of different characters at different points and you will have to make decisions for them are you snarky or are you supportive do you run or do you hide there are some quick time events in there also and then there are some uh, events where you have to tap a button in time with your heartbeat so that you can hide from a monster if the monster hears you like if you screw up you the monster has heard you and whatever okay you also will find Uh, The collectibles give you premonitions about things that could happen. So there's a reason to be looking for the the candy that's sprinkled throughout the story because it can actually help you get to the good ending. Cool. So here's the problem with this game. Mm. So the story is really cool. There's a bus with... Uh, four people from college. There's like one teacher and three students, and they're uh, they're on a field trip, and the, there's some kind of uh, disturbance in the road, so they have to the cops stop them, and they say, "Oh, you got to go through Little Hope." Uh, sorry, the the road is is shut. They go through Little Hope. The bus crashes. The bus driver. They wake up. The bus driver's gone. And they're like, "Uh, okay, so I guess we go into town for help." Uh oh. As they are going into town and exploring the town, they discover that this town was the site of witch trials. And they keep getting pulled into visions of the past by different spirits around the village. And you're seeing little snatches of what happened 
in the 1600s. There was this little girl who claimed that several different people were involved in witchcraft. The local priest is, you know, listen to her testimony and this person is communing with the devil and blah, blah, blah. And these people are all executed. Coincidentally, all of the major players in these flashbacks look like you and your friends. How about that? Mm-hmm. Also, coincidentally, a family who lived in Little Hope in the 70s all burned to death in a house fire. They also look just like you and your friends. How about that? How about that? And the story is really, really cool because you discover all of these threads that is, is the girl possessed? Uh, is she just being a brat and getting even with people who are trying to z- discipline her? Is she being manipulated by the priest? There's one scene you see where the pr- priest is talking to her. He drags her to the side and says, you can't tell anybody about our secret. If you tell anyone about our secret, I will send the devil after you or something like that. Like he threatens her. Well, what's that all about? You discover things like, oh, isn't this interesting? The couple that she identified as being witches and that were summarily executed happened to be landowners. And the priest claimed their land and became the landowner of most of town. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. And you find all of these threads of different stories, both about the 1600s and the 70s. And you start to start figuring out what exactly is going on. There's theories and you're looking for evidence and you're trying to keep your friends from dying because each one of them starts being hunted by the spirit of the person that got executed. It's awesome. And then... Oh, no. <laughs> you get I'm like, to this the sounds e- fucking great. This sounds it so is. good. It's so good. And then... You get to the end of the game and you learn they're not real. They are all in the bus driver's head. No. No. No, this is like college film school shit. No. Oh, no. Yep. So what happens is the family that uh, got burned to death in the 70s, the one, uh, the, the teenage son made it out alive. The mom, dad, older sister, little girl, all died in the fire. He made it out. He's the bus driver. He's from Little Hope. Now he's back in town and he's got all these spirits in his head and he's trying to, you know, find forgiveness for... That is... That's so depressing. (laughs) Okay, wait, though. Wait. Because Supermassive has a habit of doing alternate endings and alternate paths. All of them lead to... the Different things happen to the bus driver, depending on which ending you get. <laughs> but every the bus single one... Whichever one you... Oh, oh man. Uh-huh. But, like, and I know... I, like, Until Dawn has, like, different things that can happen at the end, you know? Like... Yep. And this, and th- oh, this, I mean, you can't... Okay, so at some point, no matter what you do, you discover that 
the bus driver is the only real person. And depending on what you've done in the game, he either ends up arrested, uh, killing himself, or uh, finding forgiveness and, and moving on with his that's life. E- that's even worse. <laughs> like, that is, A, that's so unlike them. It is. Like, it's weird. That hackiness is very unlike them. Because until dawn, and I I haven't played Man of Badan, but like, you know, you we had almost exactly a year ago a spoiler cast about that almost you know and like they always tweak your expectation. It seems like they're gonna do something that's super genre tropey mm-hmm. and then they take it in a completely left field direction. And it's almost like they do things that are not tropey at all and then are like, and to cap it off, here's some bullshit from a B-grade John Cusack thriller from 20 years ago. <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. And what what really, here's what really bugs me about it. A, if you're working really hard to save all of these people, yeah, you get, it's like, oh, well, it didn't really matter because they... They don't exist. That sucks. Okay, that sucks. But even it, like, okay, let's say that you don't mind that. It's fine. Whatever. It's part of the part of the journey. Blah 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 blah. So in the 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 in the seventies, the house that burned down. What happens is the little girl is talking to someone that isn't there. Is it her imagination? Is it a demon? Who knows. She sets the house on fire. Is it an accident? Is it on purpose? She locks her sister, uh, she locks her mother in the bathroom. She, uh, the, the teenage boy has turned on the gas stove to make a pot of tea and she sticks her doll on the flame. So the little girl who is the same little girl as the one declaring people are witches Okay, there's a connection, and you're seeing this little girl in town. So, you know, it sets up this idea that, you know, these spirits are stuck in Little Hope, and this is just going to keep repeating until they break the cycle or something. And then goes absolutely nowhere with it. It sets up all of these really cool ideas, puts all of the evidence there for you to find if you want to, and then makes all of it completely irrelevant. I wonder. Because all of this sounds like it falls on the failure of the ending to like stick the landing. And I mm. wonder because they've they're turning these things out like is this the third one? Yearly. Or the second one that they the second. It's the second. Technically it's the second one, one of the anthology. Right. Yeah, there's this third one already announced though, right? Correct. So I yeah. wonder if they just hit a deadline and they're like, we have to we have to ship. How do we wrap this up? Because it it it, it, it smacks of someone realizing we've run out of time and slash or money. We can't do the ending that we want to do. How can mm. we wrap this up? In a way that makes sense, but also, like, you know, like, we don't have to put a ton of, like, man hours or money into, because, like, it, the way that they all wrap up relatively the same, like, it, it feels like this was just, like, the convenient way to end it. 
Right, right. This was all, this because there's enough of the groundwork laid out throughout the entire game. Like the bus driver is missing from from the get go. He you, he's not there, and one of the premonitions you get is of the bus driver ending one of the endings. Um, I think this was always part of the plan. Okay. Mm. But I think you might be right that it was not always the complete plan. Mm. Because it's it's just it just makes everything so irrelevant. What you know? I don't I, I don't mind the ho 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 of it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I do. I don't. That's fair. I never ever fucking tell your audience that the characters aren't real. Yeah. Never ever. Tell your character. Tell tell your audience that the character. It's just. It feels. It's a middle finger. So it's guaranteed death. It's death. Don't do it. Yeah. Anyway, it just makes all of the decisions feel like why? Why did I put so much thought into this? Well, well, exactly. Like you've negated. You you've you've negated the trust that your audience has placed in you as the storyteller. Yeah. No matter what, even if your intentions are pure. Uh, now I can't remember the name of the shitty John Cusack movie frailty. that I'm talking about. Was it fra- Frailty? It? No, it's not Frailty. No. It's Frailty um, fra- Rules. That's the Frailty problem. is pretty great. No, <laughs> uh, uh, it's like it's the hotel room number, isn't oh. it? It's the hotel room. Yeah, and it's they're all in a serial killer's mind. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Um, it's not like. Good. Did you guys ever play a game called Untold Stories? Because this is the same vibe mm. that I'm getting from this. It I Devolver published. Now. It's uh, the I think the dev team is called No Code. They did Observation was their second game, which is actually re- really oh, cool. Observation's good. Uh, but yeah, no, the first game was called Untold Stories. I don't know. Like it came to. I think it if it came to consoles, it came late. It was a PC game that started as like a game jam game. And the idea is like the 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 very it's like a series of vignettes. And it's all about like interacting with these like computer systems or like like one the the game opens on a computer console like an old like IBM Tandy machine right and there's like this box of this old computer game that you found and it's like you're sitting on a desk and you see the monitor on the desk and you interact with it with your keyboard like a text adventure. And as you like, you're typing, you're typing, like, uh, turn on light. And then, like, you hear, like, you see, like, a light flicker behind you. And you're like, oh, that's weird. And, like, as you're interacting with this text adventure, um, like, the world around you starts, like, warping and, like, shit starts happening. It's really cool. And then, like, each progressive scenario, uh, puts you in different locations like one like you're trying to communicate with this like creepy alien thing one puts you on a like an antarctic station kind of like the thing and like this snowstorm is going crazy yeah all of these like individual scenarios are really cool and then at the end they try to tie everything together and make it oh. about a guy who was involved in a car accident and like Ooh. he's a yeah, and I'm just like, uh, oh, you had something so cool here. It could why couldn't you have just made this like a weird, like like a Stephen King anthology of disconnected stories yeah. with like cool yeah. moments? Like you don't have to put it all together. It's fine, but no, it's it, it, and it, it smacks of that. Like it, it's like a like a college film student like thinking he's more clever than the audience. 
Mm. Um, I do. I do wonder to your point though, because they are churning these out yearly now. Mm. Is there an A team and a B team? Is, well, I, is, is this Lego development syndrome? Susan, I was just going to say, I wonder if there are two teams because this is not the first time this has happened mm. because they did put something out between oh, Until yeah. Dawn and Man Wait, of the Dan. They, yes, and it sucks. The VR game? The <laughs> Until Dawn VR game? or it's No, not the Until Dawn VR game. It is shit. It's a detective game. It's oh, is it PS4. that party game? Yes, and you're supposed yeah. to play it with like four other people right. who are playing on their phones. Right. And I gotta tell you, like, I tried a little bit of it when it came out, and I think I told both of you, I was like, just don't play this. It's trash. Um, I'm very. If anybody from Supermassive is listening, <laughs> we we love you. We're. It sounds disrespectful. Oh, but, but it's it coming from, from a place of love. Comes from a place of love. Uh, yeah, it, it it suffers from a lot of the same issues. Really, really interesting premise and setups, and seemingly characters, but it doesn't go anywhere meaningful. And then it just mm-hmm. shits the bed. Right. And you know, like Until Dawn, they spent years on Until Dawn. Amazing game. Then that game kind of a crapper mm-hmm. man of a dan really really good loved it L- little hope mm, less mm. so uh yeah it's weird it's super weird uh i mean is the presentation like is everything else good other than that until i got to the ending i was loving it yeah absolutely loving it although i will say and and Perhaps this is on me because I wasn't paying enough attention. I felt like it did not do a great job of explaining the controls Mm. to you, which ended up, uh, I ended up failing certain events simply because I didn't understand what control I needed to hit. So I got about, I don't know, an hour and a half into it or something like that and started over once I finally realized what it was I was supposed to be doing so I could see how it went when I had... Because, you know, I'm like, I'm trying to do the thing, and the only reason I didn't is because I didn't know what buttons to push. Like, that's not a good enough reason to get a bad ending or a bad outcome. So, yeah, until until that, I was super invested in the story. I was finding every secret. There's a, there's a web of all, there's all these items you can find, secrets, they call them secrets. And they have uh, lines connecting some of them. So you'll see that, you know, this item and this item and this item all speak to the real identity of so-and-so. And so I was in that all the time, like, <clears throat> okay, this one's missing. Let me see if I can go find this one so I can get the final piece to that particular puzzle. And I, I, I really dug it. But then, uh, for example, the when characters died, um, because I had, I had done something wrong in the game, I didn't understand what the wrong thing was. The, hmm. It didn't communicate that to me well. And to be fair, like, Until Dawn doesn't communicate it to you at all. Right. 
Right? It's just like... But, that's, oh. but the game evolves because yeah. of that. Like, yeah. the game changes so dramatically because you don't know. Right. That it becomes something else, and that makes it... I mean, it makes it so wonderfully unpredictable and fun to play and replay and just yep. do it. Yeah. Whereas this ends in a fucking bus driver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It yeah. It it It's it's a, it's a, it's a B minus C+. Yeah, that's that's a tricky one. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. Like I It's really tough to recommend because I really love the story they were telling. Yeah. But I'm never gonna get the ending to it that I'm hoping for. My my heart goes out to them because they have this form that is very uniquely theirs. You know, yeah. there are like all these other people who, in the past ten years, have sort of embraced the opportunity to tell these sort of choose your own adventure stories mm-hmm. and games again, and it's wonderful. But like nobody has super massive sense of style. But like at the exact same time, they're they really are a triple-A talent studio. But it's really tough to go to like the people that can distribute that in a massive way and have them get it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, Sony struggled with Until Dawn. You remember, like, Until Dawn? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, the, it, they Sony seemed like they off. didn't want people to know it was out. Right. Do, do you remember what we had to go through to get review copies yep. at Games Radar? Like, they, they didn't even want to acknowledge it existed. It was so weird. It was so weird. Like, I remember being in Sony's room, their demo room at E3. Nobody was manning until yeah. dawn. There, it was over in a corner. If you wanted to try it, great. Pick up the controller and give it a give it a whack. But nobody was going to talk to you about it. Nobody was going to encourage you to try it. It's very strange. Yeah, I I think it's super cool that uh, Bandai Namco like signed them for this whole anthology, and we're like we're going to do a whole plan. I I like that, but it's it is. You almost wish they weren't committed to an yeah. annual I, like, release it, cycle. I, know. I, I, I do wonder because, like, and like you, you talking about like things not being as obvious. Like that just that sounds like playtesting. Like it, like maybe COVID yeah. hit them too. Like, oh yeah, possibly. Yeah. Like yeah. Every, everyone's feeling the 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 pinch these days. Like people like. Um, I don't know if you you saw stuff like Wario sixty four tweeting stuff out a few months ago. Like when Nintendo announced their like Super Mario All Stars thing, there were pages that were popping up on Nintendo's site about like Super Mario Maker contests that still had like an April date oh, wow. on them. <laughs> and it's like so Yikes. this thing like pushed out schedules at least six months. So I oh, wonder yeah. if the, it, it was yeah. just a matter of we got to get it out. Which yeah, that's yeah. another one, man. I don't know. That's 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 a bummer. Hopefully they can rebound on the the next one, but which um. I will get. I will buy it. I don't care. You know, it, it even if it doesn't stick the landing, I appreciate the journey so much because there's nothing mm-hmm. else out there like it. Yeah. So what the level yeah, of craft I, that they do too cuz like yeah. the, like horror games are everywhere these days, but they they have a flair for the cinematic that a lot of like mm-hmm. teams yeah. don't. I am badly hoping, badly hoping, 
that we get an actual until dawn colon whatever subtitle like i want them to get that sony money again Mm. and to make a playstation 5 game like that moniker where it just looks fucking bananas and hayden panettiere is back and rami malik's like i don't even give a shit about all that queen money i'm back (laughs) to I got an Oscar, bitches, but whatever. I'm he's, in this game. He ain't. He ain't never making a game. Again. <laughs> no. no, he's not. He's a Bond villain now, dude. He's, he's not. Fucking, I mean, he did a. He yeah. did like a radio play podcast thing. I don't think he's above it. Yeah, and it's like, well, Sony money. They, eh, know, yeah. they'll, they'll come back. They got. Maybe, well, no. You know what Rami Malek will come back for? Whatever fucking Kideo Kojima's next oh, yeah. game is. There you yeah, go. Yeah, Kojima ready. will develop a man crush on Rami Malek, and then... Yeah, it'll be Rami Malek. Now we'll Dude, get to see just... Rami Malek go to the bathroom for ten minutes straight. And... Just hire his twin brother. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, he... that's right. Yeah, he does have a twin brother. Oh my god! Does you know he that's do like? Because like Tom Hanks has a has a brother. I, yes. Okay. Yes. That d- plays that's like Woody. Like, like whenever you need to like a Disney toy with Woody's voice, uh-huh. you get Tom Hanks's brother. Or like he yeah. plays Woody. And- Colin Hanks. No, that's his son. No, no, not his son. Not his son. There's like his. Oh, like, okay. Tom okay. Hanks has a brother like the same age, and y- you just can't distinguish from their voices. So in Kingdom Hearts, like that's hilarious. <laughs> I've always said Kingdom Hearts should have a sticker on it that says starring A. Hanks. <laughs> At least one Hanks. <laughs> uh, Minimum one Hanks per game. Minimum Hanks. This ain't that Polar Express where you get all the Hanks you can handle. It's, it's just a single Hanks. Um, so... In other topics where <laughs> at least two members of this podcast are full of shit... Yeah. Uh, all three of us, what, two months ago? We're like, we're not getting any no, of these No, it wasn't going to happen. All of us, right? And one of us committed to that, and she is to the judgment. <laughs> Just, uh, Dave and I broke. Dave and I broke. We bought PlayStation 5s. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yours is not, has not arrived it yet. It will be correct? here on it, Sunday. It will be here on Theoretically. Sunday. Theoretically. Yeah, yeah, theoretically. They, well, I, or, all, I ordered always... it from direct from Sony, and they say Sony. Oh, okay. So we'll see. There you go. That helps. Okay. Uh, I, I, uh, one of my coworkers in the the rush of trying to pre-order them uh, in the middle of the summer uh, managed to get two pre-orders through. And oh wow! Okay. Yeah, exactly. And that he was planning to. Uh, give one of them sell one of them to a family member who decided that they didn't want it and i was like oh man you know let me know if it's still around and it i i decided um just a, a week and a half ago uh to take him up on his offer i will fully admit just just full confession that election day jitters in part. Oh no! This was absolutely yeah, a stress, stress purchase. Like I, and, and okay, part, okay. This this was a it, 2020 has been a shit year. Uh, I'm not going anywhere, uh, and I will use it. So fuck it, PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't be mad at that. I cannot. 
Right. That's that election week was such a unique circle of hell. It's it's still kind of hasn't really ended. It kind of has like in this weird liminal space where like everything and nothing is happening. Uh, Anyway, yeah, uh, but at least we'll have a PlayStation. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, there was another reason because I wasn't completely sold on it right away. And it started, like, chipping away at me when I heard, like, oh, Final Fantasy XV plays at a stable 60 frames per second. Finally. Okay, well, that would be nice to play through again. And then it was like, oh, and Bug Snacks is free on PlayStation Plus for the PS5 version. Not the PS4 version, the PS5 version. So it was like, well, I want to play Bug Snacks. It's like a $30 game. Uh I can wait though. No, it's fine. I just add it to my account. It's fine. And then I started seeing video footage of Astro's Playroom, a game that I'd mm. written off completely because it's called Playroom, and the Playroom on the PS4 was the mm-hmm. free pack-in that wasn't great. Um, like it was cute, but it was like very much like a throwaway kind of like here's the stuff yeah, you can do yeah. with your camera, and there's robots, and you boot it up, and you're like get this shit well, off my foot, is- yeah. What is this then? Is this not the same thing? No. It is a full platform. It is a full... So they packed in... It is... It's not like a 10-hour game. Like, it's more like a three to four-hour game. It's like short and sweet. There are four levels. But no, it's like in the vein of Astrobot, a game that uh, Anthony and I uh, both played on the PSVR, which is like legitimately one of the best VR games ever made. Just pure joy, top to bottom really tight controls fun colorful the works and then they they made kind of that as a free pack-in for the playstation 5 as a way to demo the different parts of the the controller so like oh interesting so like um the controller has haptic feedback so as like your like if rain is falling on you you get little like it feels like little bumps are forming on the controller Mm -hmm. like you know like rain is falling it's got the speaker it's got the adaptive controller so like there's tension in various spots um so like that part of it is cool but it's also it's the game is set inside of your PlayStation Five. Each of the levels takes place in a different part. Oh, that's fun! Like one's like the solid state drive. One levels in the uh, the cooling fan, and each level is filled with references and collectibles from each generation of PlayStation games. <gasps> so one level is it. full of like like one level you walk in and there's just like Cloud Sword with the light shining on it like from the title screen from Final Fantasy 7. Full of shit like that. That's and so that's fun. like as as I'm, I'm like watching videos of this like I have to play this. I have this is th- like this is why I want to buy a PlayStation Five because not only have they created a game that like looks really fun that is also utilizing the technology, but it's also like the celebration of Sony stuff. Yeah. Uh, like, and it just it got me thinking how like. They should do pack-ins more, man. Like I know why yeah. they don't because like like Nintendo will be happy to make to, to take another sixty dollars for Breath of the Wild. Mm. You're on the they got you on the hook for it. But I think about something like how one two switch would have been way better as a free pack-in 
than a $50, $60 game that nobody bought. Because mm. the whole yeah. point of 1-2-Switch is to be like, here's how the Joy-Cons work. Here are little fun situations that you can get in with your friends uh, to show off the HD rumble, to show off the motion controls, the IR sensor, all this stuff. But they made you pay for it. There wasn't enough there to justify a $60 purchase, but as a way to demo this like new thing that they've come up with, it's like Wii Sports. Like I, I, I heard multiple people referring to this Astrobot game as like Wii Sports. Like maybe not perhaps in longevity um, mm-hmm. or like appeal, but in the way that it like demos what the tech can do. And like I just I feel like if like if if Microsoft had something like that for the Xbox. And it was cool and fun. Like, I'd be a lot more interested in picking one up. But as it is, like, the Xbox is just, like, a more powerful Xbox. And, like, that's fine, but I don't need that right now. Except its pack-in is Game Pass. True. It's Yeah, but, like, that's a pack-in that you have... That's, that's a recurring bill. It's a recurring bill, and I have a computer. But don't you... I thought, I thought a year came free... I no. thought you got it for a year when you buy. The, no, I think that's a that, that, like, the package you yeah, buy. Yeah, that like monthly. Oh, I yeah. see. I see. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and like also, but the, like I have an Xbox One that can play a lot of those games. I have, or I have a PC right. that gets Game Pass too. So it's like the the reasons for me to get an Xbox console right now not super high, but there's there's also I, we really haven't talked about this. We haven't talked about Game Pass at length. Game Pass is not... We, we've we referenced the fact that like, Game Pass isn't for people like us. Like, you know, it's for the casual people who might not know about the games that they would want to play. But it's also, like, all of us devote time in our lives mm-hmm. to playing games. And we're all people who don't have a lot of time in our lives. Game Pass... I didn't realize this until this year as I've been using Game Pass. You don't keep access. No, it's to like that Netflix. Stuff. What? Yeah, Susan. I thought it was like PlayStation Plus 2. It is not. No, they have a service like that called Games with Gold, where if you have the yeah. Game Pass Ultimate or a Gold Xbox Live Gold <laughs> subscription, there are four games every month that you get for free that you keep like PlayStation Plus. Yet, get, wait, get, wait, wait, yeah. wait, 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 Are you get telling there. me? Uh-huh. I could start playing a game, or I could be like 30 hours into a 40-hour game on the 31st, Correct. And then maybe on the first, it's no longer listed, and I'm just boned. Correct, Amanda. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And oh, no. yeah, yeah. Oh, like it's, no. it's it's like well, Netflix like, where they rotate stuff in and out. <gasps> uh huh. And fast. Like I went in there after my subscription started, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna use this to the the best of its ability. And like I just started like nat like indie game indie game indie game like mm. th- the, all the stuff that I would never go, like pay for on my own or like devote that much time to I'm like oh indie game about like being movers spiritfarer like all of those things and you know I'm an adult <laughs> and I <laughs> ostensibly look there are only. Seven action figures in sight. Uh, <laughs> How many of them are half naked women? None. Zero. Really? That's right. This is called gross. That's, 
Fran. I sold Fran. <gasps> I sold Fran. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You sold Fran? Yeah, I'm I'm a different man now, Susan. <laughs> like in Breath I'm... of the Wild. Uh, wearing a suit to work. About this. <laughs> wearing a suit. Drinking black work. coffee. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I sold Fran. I sold Fran. Um, I'm genuinely upset. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, lightning, light, re- lightning returns. Lightning is still here. She's still here. I'll, I'll never get rid of her. Uh, okay. anyway. Is it the same one I have? Uh, it's the play. It's the play arts Kai one. It's it's all fancy. Oh, I I can't get her. Okay. Anyway, play. moving on. Sorry. So, sorry. Derailed uh, <laughs> yeah, with my action I, figures. Yeah, my whole my whole game pass rant. I I like couple weeks pass, you know, and I uh, sit down and I'm like, all right, well now I'm gonna check something out, and it's just like all like all of them. The icons they're all still downloaded on my Xbox. Yeah. Um, but if I try to launch them, they're like, you need to purchase the license to this yep. game. <gasps> yeah, it's and I'm it's like, ha- you it's need to purchase a, my ass. It's happened a few Xbox times Live. with like some of the Lego games go on Game Pass and Jonah starts playing them and then they don't work anymore. Oh, no. Uh-huh. And he's like, why don't they work anymore? And it's like, well, son, there's this thing yep. called capitalism. Ca- capitalism, capitalism. And it sucks. <laughs> and you're never going to yep. own oh, anything that's... in your life ever again. Uh, right. I did not realize that okay neither did I and like I think that the whole the whole like it's the game changer it's gonna change everything no no, it's not no it's not Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a game console and games in general are too expensive even even at the like $15 a pop for like a downloadable game it's too expensive to not give you permanent access to it i just don't think you know like anyway anyway uh dave i i'm right there with you on the pack-in of astrobot being a thing that tipped me over because i as we're all discovering it's really hard to actually understand the shit that these console makers are actually giving us yeah uh i didn't understand that astro's playroom was going to be a real game either and like i like can we be clear like a four hour game is a game yeah like well of course it is that's that's not a demo that's a game no it's a game uh that got me but it was the other thing you said that actually got me because when it was all skullduggery and unstated what was actually going to be backwards compatible what wasn't going to be etc i was like i am I'm out, man. I don't want anything to do with this. But when it came out, not only were like fears about backwards compatibility with PS4 unfounded, but the PS4 backwards compatibility was really amazing. good. Yeah. I that's what tipped me over the edge. That's what And Susan, I don't know what you've read about how good the backwards compatibility is. I haven't read anything about the console at all because I will obviously get it at some point. Sure, sure. Uh, I, where, I know there are two PS4s in in your house. Are either of them pros? Are there the yes. PS4 pros? Yes. So I am still on a vanilla 2013 PlayStation 4. Uh, okay. I am still which, on my launch PS4. It's, it's great. I love it. Uh, but 
especially with the things that have come out really in the past five years now, those load times are long, <laughs> long yeah. as shit. And yeah. there are things like I would love to play The Witcher again. I would love to play Final Fantasy 15 again, but I'm not going to play something where I have to sit there and be like, all right, time to fast travel. And I'll go get some, I'll go to the bathroom. Yeah. And like the, the one that I saw that like really pushed me over the edge was they were, you know, when people started posting about this a week and a half ago, one of the videos was if you have a disc version of the last guardian, an unpatched version of the last guardian, it will, everything will load instantaneously and that game will run at a perfect unbroken 60 frames per second so it will just work go like, yeah yeah like no other fumito ueda game ever has yeah, like, <laughs> and i was like oh shit you mean like i can play death stranding again and instead of it taking 80 hours because i'm sitting there waiting for norman Reedus's bike to load <laughs> i can just mm. play the game that sounds incredible. Yeah, like not that you would ever play Assassin's Creed Unity again, Anthony. Uh, but oh, apparently, Unity. if you oh. have the uh, the disc version of that one too, the pre patch, but like before they because fi- they fix the frame rate by capping it at thirty frames per second. But the unpatched mm-hmm. version, it's uncapped, so it's it's like a variable whatever. Usually, just means it dips below thirty. But now on these systems, if you put that in the system, sixty frames a second, perfect. Like it's just like you're still probably gonna get the weird face melty stuff, but uh, <laughs> but like as far as like smoothness, it's just like. It, all of the, the, the it's and again like it's it's because we're getting to that point where these things are just like PCs that you buy that like mm-hmm. everything's like built for it like the, you know there's engineering that goes into it but it, it really is just like upgrading a PC at this point but getting the chance to go back to play games like like control like holy crap control ran <sighs> like shit on my PS4 Pro like you yeah. get to spots in that game where there's just so much stuff flying around and like it like it we're talking tens of frames and now it, like that thing you're going to play it and it's just going to be super yeah. super smooth like all that's, the friction and, is gone yeah that's and that that to me like there's so many things that I would replay if it wasn't like the time sink of just waiting for it to run you know it's like yeah that's I realize, fair that's totally fair i play like super nintendo games and shit like that i've been replaying and playing over and over again for you know a couple of decades now and the reason is is because replaying them takes zero investment yeah. of time and like am i going to play uncharted 4 again if i have to sit through you know, Sully stops talking and then I've got to look at like balance on a log by pressing left and right on your analog stick. Like, I know I've spent a hundred hours with Nathan Drake, you assholes. I don't need your tutorial loading screens, but now I won't have to look at them. Uh, so yeah, that, have you you seen the load times for Spider-Man Susan? Like the, the one that's like actually (laughs) built for the PS5. It's, 
like I I'm using the word unbelievable in its literal sense. Like I look at it and I don't believe that it's happening because it's literal. It's it's too like any like in any open world game. You're like okay, I'm gonna hit load and it's gonna take like at least a minute. Yeah. It's like fade to black, fade in. Like it's oh wow wild. yeah. And like yeah. you're probably not gonna get load times that fast with like PS4 games, but it's gonna be better than it was on well, the PS4. And like it's damn near. Like what was like, the like Final Fantasy 15? The load time is like what three minutes, and it uh, on a mm-hmm. PS4, and now it's like a minute, minute and a half. Yeah, but like that's not even for like quick travel. Like quick travel is like 15 seconds. <laughs> like God, yeah. The the one the the game that I am looking forward to playing and. Oh no! Here we go, guys. Oh no! Now I'm back to my, oh, no. now I'm back to my real shit. Do you guys remember a game from our from way back called Resonance of Fate? Oh yeah, yeah. that weird like the, the gun JRPG for 360. I never played it. I always wanted to play it because I I downloaded the demo for it on 360. You know, a decade plus ago, and it's weird as shit. Like weird. And I didn't end up getting it because the load times are like infinite. You like, just like those really bad old. Lost Odyssey was the same way. Mm-hmm. Like in a game with random oh, battles. Lost Odyssey. Oh. Right? Thirty second yeah. load times. Oh. Yeah. So I always forgot about that, but apparently they re-released Residents of Fate, like a PS4 4K edition. Oh, last year yeah. in in Asia. No, it's it's and out on the U.S. store too. Is it out yeah. here too? Uh, I and I was like, oh shit, I I I'll check that out. And when people were updating, like, here's the compatibility performance for PlayStation Five. Somebody put it up, like, and it's like locked sixty frames per second for the entire game, and uh, load times are like four seconds. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Now I'll do it. <laughs> now I want to play Weird Gun RPG from 2009. I will buy hardware to play Weird Gun RPG from 2009. Um, but yeah, that's why I caved. That's why I caved. Okay, two things. One, I have no issue. Like, if it's already procured and all you have to do is spend the cash, mm-hmm. that's like a whole other scenario as opposed to, like, the whole... Oh my god! It won't load. Why won't it load? Refresh the page. Maybe can I check out? It's in my cart. I don't. It's not going to. That was my. That was my Wednesday night. (laughs) Yeah, I got one though. Yeah, but but, but, hey, you know, you got one, and and Godspeed. I will also say, Susan, if it hadn't just been like a guy being like, "Hey, you want it?" and I was like, "Uh "Yeah," I I wouldn't know. No way! No way in hell! What are you? What are you kidding me? I got I got Breath of the Wild to play. I don't need to. <laughs> oh God! Be up at no, midnight. Now you got to get the DLC the for Breath of the Wild so you can I, get that sick I, motorcycle. Oh God, that's right. Oh, yeah, there's a motorcycle in that game now. There I, sure is. There sure doing, is. I ain't doing any of that. <laughs> I'm doing any of that. Um. All right, everybody. I think we've borne our souls for you this week, uh, Dave. Who the hell? Who the hell is in part responsible? 
<laughs> we will t- this this week. This. We're blaming our Patreon backers <laughs> <laughs> at patreoncom podcast. Um, it's thanks to you that we get to do this show. Uh, you support us and keep it go- keep the lights on, so to speak. Um, and we have our ten dollar a month. Uh, here that gets you a special shout out on the show so i'm gonna shout out those people now thanks to jesse adam gauntlet adam condra michael coffee the fancy manatee thierry belair Stormshot, elio dare double taco matthew peters denton brock gluttony one of seven eric van quill frank sands tyler nilson shane nilson yaddle ryan brady jacob christos chris cook skip dippity tim chesson ryan mance daniel squire tom coveney kaylin houston and nick rugan thank you thank, thank you. you all thank you Oh, very much. Yeah. Thank you so much to all of our backers. Uh, you guys make the show happen. And, you know, I, I genuinely enjoy everybody who hangs out in our Discord. It means the world that there is a community around this show. Uh, if you are listening to this and you're not a backer, that is just as good. Uh, we, we appreciate that as well. The most important thing you can do is share it around. I ain't going to do that. You know what? Don't. Apple podcast reviews <laughs> I mean, you could, if you feel like it, but whatever. Uh, just share, just share, just share, share the show. Every single person, you know, who's like going out and trying to get to exercise and they want something new to listen to. Yeah. Let's shout hashtag yeah. blessed and then throw a CD with the podcast. <laughs> do to it. Oh man. Into their Better face. Idea. Oh. Better idea. Uh, those of you who are crafty, Make masks with the at the Patreon address on them. Oh shit! Yeah. And then just put them in people's mailboxes. Yeah, put them in people's. Just do mail- that. Actually, don't wash your hands and then hand them to people. Hey, hey, <laughs> no, no, that's too far. I went too far. This, 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 this is this like an idea actionable I, thing. I, I, like, I, like, I, like, I, are we I, gonna get a lawsuit about this, Anthony? Oh, right. that you're- I mean. Here's what you do. Find somebody and then tattoo them with our Patreon uh, address. Okay. Consent first, first. Before you... Well, no. Just render them unconscious. Okay. Yeah, I mean... Because like, get a rock. trying to tattoo someone who's all squirmy, really yeah, hard. No, no. They won't be able to read the URL. I don't endorse this. Exactly. The yeah. Yeah. Hit the them really hard terrible. with a rock first. Uh, and yeah, yell rest yeah. as you do it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag blessed. <laughs> you Sounds can, like a nightmare. <laughs> you can follow us uh, on the internet. You can go to at continue pod and follow us there. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can uh, follow me again. I'm back, baby. Not really. Uh, I'm on Twitter at a John Agnello. I'm not there as consistently as I used to be. I like I emerge fitfully and say <laughs> like, some nonsense like about how John like Boyce the yeah. at the end of the first act of the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> Susan, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Susan Arndt or over at my, Dave's. Dave's done. We've broken Dave. I'm good. Uh, or over at my. Other podcast, patreon.com slash beasties, where I talk about horror movies every week. 
Susan, I want to tell you, by the way, I like I, I think I got like 50 people to sign up for Shudder over the past nice. three weeks. Like my brother, a bunch of my buddies back in New York. I, I've been pimping that stuff out. A few podcast awesome. listeners too. love it. Appreciate it. Uh, Dave, where you at? You can find me on Twitter at David Robots, on Instagram at David Robots. Uh, our Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash continue podcast, I have been taking a break from for a few days because, I mean, you, you know, because. the world has been yeah. stressful. Uh, also, I'm kind of rethinking whether we should be using twitch at all because they're the way that yeah, no the kidding. way that they're handling this dmca stuff like people getting content strikes for playing video games that use sound effects <laughs> it's, uh, it's 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 super gross what they've been doing yeah so, so i, I may just i may just that. stream to the discord so five dollars subscription to get a oh, discord yeah, and i can just do that so we'll, yeah. we'll be hanging yeah, out one way or another stream in the discord that's awesome that's how uh, I was doing the Final Fantasy stuff earlier in the year, was through the Discord. <laughs> oh my god! It works fine. Ever, everybody stuff. in this audio format can't see this dog, but it's out of oh, control. Oh, he's uh, nibbling. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. All right, everybody, we'll see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.